BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And this guy was like, really love my girl. She's a stripper, right? She was a stripper, but uh, she kept cheating on him, right? She kept, you know, every time. And it wasn't like, like she was meeting a guy and cheating on him. It would be like she'd hang out and then it'd be like a, three chick lesbian fucking hookup or uh, her friend and her boyfriend and uh, the her friend's boyfriend and uh, you know like just was always some kind of funky shit yo what's up square pimper gabe on this episode we have uh comedian john fish and we're here to discuss having kids making adjustments in life being happy dealing with moments and and dealing with therapy and stuff this was a good heavy therapy kind of looking at the trauma that that makes you uh less of a man and everything else uh don't forget to follow us on uh patreon sign up for the patreon patreon.com click uh slash man school 202 uh get all the fam all the fam page the uh instagram all that stuff you can check that out i'm man school also want a consultation hit me at dantenero.com click on consult and Harry, you can email me at advicefromharry at gmail.com if you want a consultation. But also uh, over at patreon.com slash manschool202. That's where we do all the bonus content for the show. If you like the show and want to uh, support the show and keep listening to extra content, uh, you know, dating tips, a lot of bonus content, including archived episodes of Man School 202. All the episodes starting from episode one when we were the Beige Phillips show, it's all available at patreon.com slash manschool202. Alright, let's get it. I'm not an alpha male. I'm not a beta male either. I'm just a better man. Better man. Well, put your happiness first, because if you don't, they won't. Yo, yo, what up, GYBB? Get your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do? The sexual revolution is being podcasted, and I am excited. Uh, because this is a special show now. I may have said that 600 times before, but this time I really mean it. Um, wow. Harry, what's going on? You ready to rock and roll? I'm absolutely ready to rock and roll, Dante. You know me. I'm, I'm living the life. People yeah. people wish they could dream about the things I'm doing. That's it. It is what it is. <laughs> I want to introduce our guest because uh, he's a good friend of mine, and I haven't seen him in so long. I didn't even yeah, know he had babies dude. and shit. But funny, funny dude. Um Give it up for my boy John Fish, y'all. Give it up, John. Guys, good to see ya. What's going on? All these babies are just in the, in the on the, just babies. Yeah. I didn't think you were gonna have babies. Did you want kids or you didn't really want yeah. kids? No, I definitely wanted kids. I mean, I was I was uh I was just so far away from, you know, relationship, yeah. serious relationship. Where'd you but, meet your girl? Where'd you meet your your lady wife? Hinge. And hinge, really? Hinge, yeah, yeah. Here's this is something that um, because I think you had like a you in my opinion standing off is you had what I call the Lenny Marcus syndrome, right? A guy who is <laughs> this is gonna be great, John. By the way, this is gonna no, be it great is, when it, it starts is, off it that is. way. It, it <laughs> is. Here's the here's the thing: a guy who is is a good dude, um has some of the best qualities that a human being can have, but because those qualities are not always uh, celebrated, a lot of times we don't understand what our value is in the context of that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you uh, take it advantage of. Yeah. I, it wasn't that, that for me and, and i'm i'm friends with lenny too and i you know we were always sort of you know side by side single and you know getting into these relationships i mine was a little my stuff was different because i ended up going to a therapist i mean i've been to therapy through an, uh, a bunch for different things but i re- i remember going to a therapist um specifically to to talk about relationships you know, and stuff my work yeah okay and mine was like i would say and and also a healer okay I, I went you know i wasn't seeking out a healer but do you know jessica brodkin 
no she's a I've, comedian. I've heard yeah i've heard yeah the name. she's well she's an interesting dude because she uh she was a CIA agent, as she will okay. say, the not the non-sexy kind. She was at a desk, but she was a CIA agent, uh-huh. and then and then a stand-up comedian, or then a healer, and then a stand-up comedian. Okay. I might have gotten the last two. So, and she was a friend, and and uh, and uh, and I went to her, and I talked to a therapist, and, and mine was really two those two things. The the therapist helped me realize that I was just pretty blocked about thinking that I didn't make enough money to support a family. Right, and that's where that's where my worth, like mm-hmm. in my mind, I, okay. I, you know, I I felt, and uh, and I remember saying that to my 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 now partner because we are not technically married, we're okay. still engaged. Because yeah, you're say, all my in, wife, well, my friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm all, all in. I, I just say uh, my wife. I call her my wife, but uh, mm. I say we'll get married. I, we want to have a wedding, but she wants to have a drink at her wedding, and I keep knocking her up. No, no, but we have two. We oh, have right. two. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we just, yeah. So, oh, you don't uh, know when we would talk about this. <laughs> yeah. So, I remember telling her, like, when we were getting serious, you know, after the I love yous and stuff. And I was like, you know, I, I just, you know, I feel, you know, a little inadequate because I don't make a lot of money. And I remember her telling me, like, you know, I'll never. You know, I'll never leave you or think of less of you if you don't make a ton of money. And it sort of, you know, money's been an issue. It mm-hmm. has, but like that comforted me at that yeah. time and helped me. And then also, you know, I I have friends, Moody McCarthy, he mm. he married a civilian, like a person yeah. that I, I wouldn't, you know, he got like a, a, a he got with a, a quality woman that, you know, yeah. it's hard to this. It's it's like that journey song, like. Yeah. loving a you know the 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 rock star or whatever the traveling man is it's yeah, not yeah. easy for women yeah, yeah. and then and then jessica helped me because i wondered if there was something going on in here blocking me and she was like no you don't have any like trauma or blocks or anything that are keeping you now it's when you say pure. healer like well, how do you mean that like um, she I'm... is a reiki healer okay okay yeah yeah. And what does that I'm not I mean, I kind of know what it is, but I I, I uh... me too. And I've been uh... OK. All right. So this is just... <laughs> yeah, it's just like a lot of like, you know, energy stuff. And I think she would might even call herself an energy healer. Uh, OK, more than. And a, so she didn't feel like you had any any blocks and stuff. It no, was I didn't just... have any like trauma sh- stuff or memories or things that were like, you know, it was literally just me blocking me. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. not thinking you were worthy. Yeah. Of it. It's it's you know what's funny about that is because I um so I, you know I do these consultations and stuff and I mean I like I'm probably I'm the one that kind of got Lenny with his you know with his girl I don't know if he ever told you whatever the fuck I remember you telling me about yeah, it yeah. yeah like after he yeah. was on yeah um, and I actually I I remember like you know being around for that courtship and you know yeah, and I'm yeah. friendly yeah. with his wife and stuff so it was it yeah. was good to see. And 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 the thing was that I I uh, so a lot of times that we we are kind of we are going this is what's valuable to me, and so it must be valuable to everybody else. Like we don't we we are so and so like the the, the principles of the podcast has always has always been authenticity, credibility, and empathy. And empathy is to understand that other people are going through stuff that you may not understand, but it's also on the empathy is also a lack of that empathy makes you arrogant to think that just because you think something is important that of course they think that way it's like all common it's it's just common sense but common sense ain't common because we have different experiences i mean i remember consulting a guy um because i you know i get consultations from all over. was a dude in puerto rico and he kind of and there was this older woman who kind of liked him and she was kind of flirty with him and then and then she got to the point oh hello hello how she was just real latino and She's kissing him on the cheek and giving him a hug every time he she's coming to Walmart for for thread, you know, just anything. And then he goes, Yo, I think I'm gonna ask her out. I go, You absolutely should. And then he says, But I, I don't want to ask her out because I don't have a car. I go, in no time that you've been flirting with this woman, has she ever mentioned the car? She's walked into the work. She you 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 walk all she is interested is in you. 
the assumption might be that she's a she, she you have a car but if you don't and somebody dumps you because you don't have a car that's probably not a woman who you want to be with in the first place and so i think we put this we put this value on stuff and then we just assume that everybody is this shallow as, as we are <laughs> so it's like you're like i don't make enough money and she's like you know if i get a great guy who she might be like if i get a great guy who's a great father and loves me and loves my kids man i'm i'm good i'll do whatever i have to do um i do kind of feel like it is not uh, and I know you, you get in trouble for this, but I'm always in trouble anyway. But but the, it's not you never I've never heard of somebody say she's a woman of her word. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a principle that as a man, you're supposed to be a man of your word. But right. I, I think we give this kind of this kind of breath and space for women to be fickle and be emotional and and I think a lot of times when and I don't think that women are any different than that. I mean, it's just like when women uh, when when women say all men cheat, I think they give us that space to be, you know, to 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 be for, for, give us space for infidelity. And I think what we do is we take advantage of the space that we that that we get. So. Um, I, you know, and and I and I think, um, and I, I think you would be agree with this because we've been uh, all of us have been around. We've all been famous adjacent, you know, like we know people who are getting it, who have that success, who has household names, and a lot of them are not happy. Like the money didn't fix it. The you know, I, I say this all the time, and I mean, I love Chappelle's work, but I've never seen Chappelle hang out and not do a liter of vodka. I mean, oh, tequila. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of tequila. And and <laughs> and I don't care who you are and how much money you got, but that that is self-medicating. You know, that's mm-hmm. a, and, and so there's something wrong with it. I, you know, I, I would say Kirk, Kirk Cobain changed the face, the face of rock music and then blew his brains out. So yeah. I think we have to look a little deeper at what's important. And, and it's, it's funny you should say that because I, I just I had I did a show this weekend with a dude that I used to travel a lot with and haven't seen in like, I don't know, 10 years. Josh Sneed. Did you ever come across? Yeah, Josh yeah, Sneed? Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. great dude. And like he, you know, he was a big, you know, traveling comic. And then, mm. you know, his his we were talking and his, you know, his father had passed. He had done last comic standing and um, and he had he was like four months from meeting his now wife. And he just kind of like was reassessing things and trying to figure out what's important. And because I'm kind of going through the beginnings of what he was at, where mm-hmm. he was like, I want to be, you know, so he start he had a family and he kind of put comedy on the, on the back burner, burner. not totally like he still right, did he still it. Worked. It, wasn't, yeah, yeah. it wasn't, you know, like yeah. there's been, you know, for 20 years, I would say I like lived, breathed, slept comedy, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and, and, and I would say, you know, our, my, uh, situation with, with having a kid actually came right with the pandemic. So I was like forced to mm-hmm. slow down. Right. Um, and then after we had, another kid and we didn't plan either one by the way right, right um so i've sort of been welcomely forced to take yeah, I to, get you. to put it on the back burner um yeah, I get you. and so we were just talking about that and it, it and it and it, you know and i've talked to other parents and stuff because mm. it's assumed you know if you're a woman that's yeah. fine yeah you'll go do yeah. that but as a guy right. you're it's not assumed that you're going to do that right and right, right. i took a real step back from traveling and going from you know, doing sets five, six nights a week to like three, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, and it's yeah. been a, it's been an adjustment. Let's, let's also be honest. It's, I mean, you did it for 20 years. How, 20 how many years. years you got in now? I would say 25 now. 25. Yeah. So, I mean, there there is also a situation where you don't have to just get up on stage to get up on stage. It's like the, yes. there's a skill set and you can get on stage when you need to work on something and you can turn it up to five if you're working on a special or there's some stuff you're working on, but you don't, there's no need to do it every single day of every day, sure. you know, like a couple there of times. There is like a, 
an interesting balance because it yeah. is, I do notice like because right after we had the boy, um, I I like took like paternity leave and I'm putting that in quotes because um, mm-hmm. you know I wasn't getting any paternity leave. Union, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Like I'm gonna go. What we yeah. call hang out with my little dude. Yeah. Leave, right? Yeah. Because and then I was going to yeah. do. Uh, I was going to get back on the road with Louie. Uh-huh. I was going to go with Louie and then my wife got uh, COVID. So I had to cancel. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be like my first days back in like six weeks at least. Mm-hmm. Right. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Um... And uh, maybe longer. And uh, and so we canceled. Well, I canceled. Yeah. Okay. And then he was like, hey, you want to do MSG? Will you be ready to do MSG with me? And that was like the next week or two weeks. And I was like, I'll get ready. But I, and I, right, right. <laughs> you know, so I called around and got some sets. And I remember going in for this was basically like on a Monday mm-hmm. that I was going to start getting the rust off for yeah. a Saturday night show. And yeah. I went on Monday and I only had one set and I was like, and I felt rusty and I, was, I yeah, spent yeah. the next 24 hours nervous. But luckily the next night I had two sets. And by He's the end of those, right I was like, again. I'm back, I'm back. Yeah, but yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, how long is, because I'd never taken six weeks off, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, so, I don't, but yeah, I don't, there is a balance. I don't think I had more than two weeks off until the pandemic. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I ever took more than two weeks off yeah. until the pandemic, and it's just, and it was you know. different rules too. Like different, yeah. I, Harry. I saw you at that, at that um With outdoor the show. The diner. I saw Harry at the diner. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nog put together. You know, yeah, and like yeah, I did that. Those were all. It was different, different vibes, yeah. different rules. You know. Yeah. I remember yeah. like Figuring coming back from when it was like there was a whole energy after the pandemic like everyone was excited just to be out and it was yeah. full of grace and stuff but then after yeah. a certain moment that was taken away and people were like yeah i don't care how like give it to us you know and i and yeah, yeah. it it shipped but like right when it was during the pandemic and right after there was like a cool energy with shows yeah. i think like excitement people were just yeah excited. They were yeah appreciative we, we appreciated it, it more. had been appreciative. taken away from them yeah yeah and that yeah. has and gone i think away. the audiences were appreciative too i did a I was working no, with New I mean, York Comedy. Yeah, yeah I, I was working with New York Comedy Club. One day it was twelve degrees out, and we were yeah. on the roof. On yeah. I don't know if you ever did that with with Amelia yeah. with, on the roof. Yeah, yeah. Twelve degrees. People had blankets and and sleeping bags and heaters and extension cords, and they were like, and it was they were socially distanced, and they were yep. out there. They were for yep. it too. Sure, sure. So it just it it was an interesting thing, but I mean I totally get what you're saying because uh, you know comedy is kind of like it's boxing, like you just don't show yes. up for the fight. You you right. got to train. Yeah. Um, and how goes, long you've Dante, been in, and how long you've been doing it is how long how far you get away from being ready to rock. But I'm sorry, Harry. No, uh, going back to what John was talking about, the appreciation that the audience has had, and it kind of coincides with what you were talking about the fame thing. The problem with like fame and success is people get enamored with it, but they lose any appreciation for it. And when things get taken away or your perspective changes, you start to appreciate different things about your life. I would assume, John, is there something that you appreciate a little differently as you're going through this process or having kids or doing therapy? Is there something that you see a little bit different? Um. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't know if this is exactly what you're asking, but there is a real, like, I've never, um, I remember, you know, you get offered a gig in the past and it's like, is that worth it for me? Yes, I'll go do it. And mm-hmm. now there's that extra thing of like, is that worth not being with my kids and my family mm-hmm. to go do, you know, is that, yeah. you yeah. know, is that worth that time? Yeah. Well, the time becomes more precious. The time, because, because, so I, the time yeah. is now factored in, as opposed to just like, is that financially worth it for me to go do that? And yeah. it's, uh, 
it's it's um you know because it, it it can seem repetitive and and stuff it's like yeah i'm gonna read stories to my kid and you know feed the bottle and blah 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 but like it's precious you know like we we like cry, we cried a little bit this morning when we dropped our boy off for his first day of day oh, yes. like we're gonna miss him during the day you know it's yeah, like yeah but like that's that's what i'm doing now is like you know getting back to a little bit more of my life i've you know which yeah you know it would be cool if i didn't have to but i do and then i think you know it'll keep me more well-rounded and i'll enjoy my time with them even more yeah yeah it's yeah. dope i i think um i was listening to what's the guy the the poker player dan belzarian you know mm. this guy no uh so he's like a poker player he's like rich harry i'm gonna send you the clip I'm not sure if this is it, but I mean, I don't know if you know if we're gonna play it. But uh, the um, what I, I just sent it to you in the chat. Um, what's interesting? He was talking about how happiness. He's talking about happiness and and uh, and this kind of level of fulfillment. And what he's saying is that that you know, um, basically said, you know, uh, I have the, he want. can't. Yeah, you, want to pull it you got it. Yeah. yeah, can you hit it? It's like a two minute, three minute. Yeah, on happiness. Yeah. Happier as a human being, or not blatantly flaunting excess has made you any happier as a human being, or if you need to outdo yourself has only contributed to being insecure. Um, well, the one thing about spending a lot of money is and and doing a lot of like pleasure buying is that it just ups that bar. So in order to kind of like. You know, when I got out of the military, for instance, going to Outback Steakhouse was like a 10, right? So now I, ca I can't get to a 10 anymore. If I go to the best restaurant in the world, I'm like at a six. So I can't really like buy pleasure too much anymore. And that's why I think a lot of people say that, you know, being rich makes you unhappy is because before, like if you're a poor guy, you can buy happiness for sure. Like if, any, if I buy any poor guy a Lamborghini, he's gonna be fucking happy. You know what I'm saying? If I take him to the nicest restaurant in the oh, world, sure. he's gonna be happy. For me, I'm just like, whatever, those things don't raise the bar. Are so. you generous with your friends? Um, yeah, I'm more generous with poor people, but yeah. You're not cheap. Definitely not cheap. Aaron Barlow, do you ever just yeah. want to settle okay. down? So that's the clip. Well, here's, here's um, the thing. So sometimes. He, he says, First of all, he looks like Julian Endelman. Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> so one of the things he says is he the other clip that I saw, he said, you know, it's like a Percocet. Like you take a Percocet, you feel good. Then you got to take two. Then you got to do. He goes, then I buy a Lamborghini. He goes, I put 100 miles on it. And then I, and then I sell, sell and then I'm selling it. He says, so I can't I get to the point where that bar keeps growing and growing and growing. But it doesn't affect me where the things that really matter, hanging out with your friends, the things. And then he says, the things that don't cost money are the things that you cherish more. And they never lose. They never lose. Uh, they never lose that the value, no matter. So you like this this whole moment of, um, you know, taking your little dude, you know, to school. I mean, this is a moment that you'll have, and you'll never not have that moment. And and and, and here's the crazy thing: you will never have it again. At least you'll never have that first moment again. And it's gone, and missing it or not missing it is, yeah, it means everything. And it's it's yeah. a constant change, and it's a constant drive sure. to, to, to yeah. To, that I, you, there was a clip sorry i didn't mean to cut you no, off. no 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 there was a clip going around with chrissy d on somebody's podcast i think it might have been bert's podcast oh, yeah he's talking about, about the stuff that yeah. he missed yeah yeah just you know he was like yeah i made a lot of money these last couple of years but i missed a lot of stuff with my yeah. daughter and he's... is it worth it you know yeah and it's like it's it's you know it's you're making enough money to give your daughter you know your kids right. she can go to swim what they need yeah. yeah but you didn't see it so where right. is the you know yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a hard balance. And then you wonder, I mean, I was in a position like I mean, I I mean, my first job was 53 and I was like, you know, I, I mean, how many fur coats am I going to have? You know, how many? <laughs> I mean, it's one hundred and fifteen alligator shoes. And then I'm going, well, what am I doing? And and then and uh, it's funny because, uh, you know, my son, you know, he he like his his. His mom is a bit of a hippie, so she she does a lot of like thrift stuff. So he had to get his uniform 
for school and she got these she 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 like like they the in the school they pass the clothes down like you can buy the clothes yeah. so that you because they grow so fast which is cool but um you know he had a he had these ankle boots and they had white laces and i i i you know, I just bought I spent the whole day trying to figure out how many how long are children's boots and so yeah. I can get him some black laces. And it was just <laughs> my whole day was this was finding black laces that would yeah. be not too long and not too long. And I'm Googling yeah. how many eye holes. To, you know what I'm saying? This is my yeah. whole day. Basically replace your addiction of, of buying fur coats. With kids' with clothing, laces. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 it's and the same he, thing you would be doing. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's way cheaper though. He's way. Oh yeah, cheaper. yeah. He loves rubber ducks, right? He loves a rubber duck, and it's weird. But so then, uh, he went some thrift mall and found a a rubber duck, a ladybug rubber duck. So it's a rubber duck, but it's it's got a duck bill, but it's red and black, and it's. And he loves this ladybug. So now he's got a cow. He's got a sheep. He's got a a, a T-Rex rubber duck. He's got a, a unicorn. You Dude, know what I mean? It, it, there is a store in Cape Cod. Mm. Uh, Chatham is the town. Yeah. Okay. Rubber duck store. Right. Just all rubber I ducks. I mean, every rubber duck, duck was, she's over it, but our daughter, she was really into the rubber duck. Yet for, that was her first word was yeah, duck. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, and they have oh, it's just and they have these like, um, you know, bigger ones. Oh, that wow. They'll yeah. put a, uh, a, a sailor cap on it with okay. their kid's name on it. And if they oh, don't wow. have cool, your cool. kid's name there, they'll yeah. embroider it in the back in like wow. 10 minutes if the person's there. It's crazy. Yeah. So That's she's got crazy. one of those. Yeah. You got to check that out. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was a time he was in the whales like plastic whale. I was yeah. just saying he's got every whale and he knows the names. And yeah. it's but it's so just, funny. you know, the, but the you understand that the giving is more important than the than the giving giving some giving him doing it for him the sacrifice you make for him is just is just so much more fulfilling it just it's non-stop non-stop and you just it's it's something that you um i'm trying to get harry to step it up and stop yeah, playing I know, I know. but he keeps I talking know. about uh, rah, 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 he's grumpy <laughs> how old are you harry i'm 40 now Okay, I'm forty. So it's yeah. uh, yeah. So it's it's about that time. But I, yeah, I know it's a it's a tough thing. I mean, it's just financially not the right place. I get that. I know that you literally talked about that. But yeah, then also, yeah there's no not, and there's not nothing, with you in mind, Harry. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, no, I know. There I know. and there's nothing. And I was, you know, and like, I don't know if it's Arrested Development of New York City or comedians, but like, there's so many of us that have have the kids late, and there, you know. It's it's I think uh, it is arrested development It's finding the right person also. And at the, and at the same time, for me, it's also uh, I, I know when you have a kid that becomes the whole world for for better, for better or worse. Like and I, I have other things I deal with, like ADD and stuff that makes it difficult just to get through the day. I, I don't know if I can do it with kids. Because yeah, I, you well, know, I, I can barely do it within the confines of a relationship in my family who it's are like I deal with OCD and. Mm. You, you really, bad? I have, you know, I've, I went to therapy for a long time for it and mm. um, was in a better place. And um, a lot of it was relationship based, which I have uh, I feel like I have conquered that to stay in the relationship. But I have got other smaller issues that my mm. wife is like she call, I I used to go to group and it, it was mm. a, a OCD center, but she calls it school. She's like, I, like once a month, she'll be like, you need to go back to OCD school. <laughs> what was your thing say, what was the thing that would ah, uh, so many things but i just wanted to say quickly to harry it's like yeah, yeah you, you, you know like finances with that stuff you have a kid and it's like well you find the focus for that you know like it, it it's like the ocd you don't have time to think about that yeah sometimes so your brain can really focus if it needs so it actually to. helped you it does help yeah yeah but uh my ocd i had like not like um necessarily like a germ thing but what 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 my therapist called the icks like icky like yeah, i yeah. i i like i wouldn't want to put my backpack down on the ground i wouldn't put yeah. my backpack in the locker at a gym i would take an extra towel out at the front desk to put mm -hmm. my bag down in the locker right that kind of thing like um so I so I had a lot of that and uh and the, but then I had a lot of relationship 
what they called relationship substantiation. And it was sort of like a grander version of what like kind of was funny on Seinfeld where he like made little things bigger. Like he broke up with someone cause they had man hands or whatever like that, mm-hmm. you know? Right, right. And it was like that. It was, I would, I would um, make incidental issues. Huge. Uh, deal breakers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. what's and, the, what's the uh, weirdest one or the one that stands out the most? Uh, the, oh, the ones that my, yeah. my uh, parents always made fun of me because I, I, you know, before I realized what I was doing, like I would be like, Hey, <laughs> this girl had tiny teeth. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> tiny teeth is weird. She got tiny teeth. She got tiny teeth. You know, yeah. but they probably weren't that tiny. But it, it would be, it would literally be stuff like, you know, like, um, I remember I had a girlfriend who like we were going to meet for coffee, mm-hmm. and she was an art uh, in like the creative world too. So we were both gonna like kind of work and do coffee shop stuff. And mm-hmm. I was, I needed the paper, and I had already done the post and the times and i was like i need the you know the daily news or whatever it was and 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 she came with the post and i'm like if this woman can't get if she's not gonna take my art seriously and got me the wrong thing how can i be with this woman kind of right, that right. kind of shit now were that, you like, looking for you. this out or or just it was just kind of that was just your thinking at the time it was my thinking at the time and i didn't know okay. i didn't know i actually went into therapy for uh th- that that girlfriend was like you need to go to therapy or we have to break up kind of thing and then that mm-hmm. therapist that i t- was talking to after about a year she was like i think you have ocd and i and, and i suggest you go in to check out this ocd center mm-hmm. and then during this breakup i was kind of dealing with coming to grips and f- kind of being made aware of what was happening to me it was it's this thing mm-hmm. where like you make these little things the deal breaker and then you break up and then you make it, 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 it your brain instantly flips to what have I done? That was the most perfect woman in the world for me. I need her back. Oh, it and, becomes and the opposite. It, it just flips. flips. And then yeah. I was just miserable until we and then get back together. And it's like, ah, I think we got back together too soon. Mm. You know, she had sex with three people. She told me I only had sex with two people. I need to have sex with somebody <laughs> like just crazy shit. Brain yeah, going yeah. crazy. Well, you yeah. do have to do it in threes. I mean, that's part of the yes, OCD. Yeah, that is certainly that. part of the OCD. <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. That's what you yeah, should have explained. If you say it to that, her. I have sh- I had shit like little crazy stuff like that. Like I would go into a store to get like a, a Gatorade and I wouldn't take the first one because everybody touches the first one. And then I wouldn't take the second one because that's not my number. I had to go back to the third one, like that kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. the therapy would be you go in and you take the first one and you leave and you sit with that anxiety. Now that know. doesn't come from any trauma. That's not trauma. No, it's not trauma related. Um you know it's 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 a brain thing you know it's a brain mm. thing yeah just and the, you know it's, it's, it's interesting different. that you say that like it, it, my my wife seems to think that it has something to do with the way i was brought brought up with like overbearing jewish parents like okay. making decisions for me um but um they would have you know that that's not what i was led to believe but i am open to exploring that more yeah. Well, it, yeah. it's a weird thing because, it, it, you know, I've been doing these consultations for about six years now. And what I find it, it 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 is always super related to that in some shape or form, because I, I think that mentally we we connect things together subconsciously. So um, I, I've, I've told this story a couple of times, but I had a, I did a couple's uh consultation like several consultations this guy was like really love my girl she's 26 i'm 29 uh but she's she's a a, she's a stripper right she was a stripper but uh she kept cheating on him right she kept you know every time and it wasn't like 
like she was meeting a guy and cheating on him. It would be like she'd hang out and then it'd be like a three chick lesbian fucking hookup or uh, her friend and her boyfriend and uh, the her friend's boyfriend. And, uh, you know, like just was always some kind of funky shit. And it's just something so typical for me, which which is recognizing me because I dealt with kind of stuff like this before. And I, the first thing I asked her was, was, you know, had she been molested? And she said, yes. And I was like, who was it? She goes, her father. And she goes, I go for how many? She said, from the time I was 10 till I was 16. And 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 what happens a lot of times in those situations, you know, it's almost like a a, a uh, serial killer profile. Like you you get this behavior and then it always runs back to the same thing. And so, you know, you as a 10-year-old girl who is not even supposed to know about sex is uh you know has this intimate moment with somebody who's supposed to keep you safe and so the intimacy gets gets clogged or gets you know overshadowed with sex and so you know now you're 10 years old and you're trying to figure out how to survive emotionally because this is so devastating that you can't you, you don't even feel like you can survive so you come up with a solution like this is a math problem that you're figuring out at 10 years old with really very little social social experience anyway. And so what will happen when a woman will become super promiscuous because it's a way of, so the way I, I try to explain is like, if you have a, if you got an eyedropper full of arsenic and I hold your head up and I put it under your tongue, you will die. Right. But if I take that eyedropper full of arsenic and I drop it in a, in a baby pool and you drink, the water from the baby pool, you dilute it. And so the more sex she had, the more meaningless sex she had, the it, it, it always diluted the intimacy. And so she was able, so she was literally fucking trying to dilute the toxic, uh, the poison. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and then every time she would feel she was in love with this dude, but every time she would feel this level of intimacy, it would trigger her. And then she would just, you know, start diluting this. Like, it's not the same. It's not, it's, it's these two things. And so I think a lot of times when you, the the minute that somebody can go, that you can go, yeah, that's it. I think it makes it, at least, you know, that what's triggering you and, the, and this behavior is not so foreign to you that you're just reacting to things. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I find a lot of times guys will, Guys will marry their they'll marry their their mother, mm-hmm. you know. Their mother's overbearing. They might may marry somebody that nitpicks them and does, tells them that they're you know whatever it is that and and you get that that's overbearing. what you're used to as a human being, and you sure, also sure. connect that with love, like you connect right. that as appropriate behavior for somebody who loves you, even and though you don't somebody like it. Yeah. If somebody's yeah. not picking at you it they don't love me because this is what this is yeah yeah and then and then as you you grow older like so this girl is you know the girl was like 26 now and it's not like now she's had more social experiences and she has you know i mean i'm i'm, I'm quite sure she wasn't the best at, at at social dynamics but she knows that this behavior doesn't resolve this it doesn't dilute the image it just created more problems but she never reassessed the problem at 26 to say well right. i've been handling it this way maybe Were i should handle it to get through that um yeah yeah she was like once oh, that's good once i once i pointed out that this was a reaction and she could kind of recognize um what the reaction is i, I mean i think the feeling was still there but then it was like you um she knows that she's being triggered by this. And then I, I also have this thing, uh, a lot of stuff, it's it's a lot of stuff that I will do that ends up being like, I'll read some kind of psychology book or something and it'll be like pretty clinical treatment. So um, I would like every time you, um, every time you're going to cheat on him, I would go, uh, you have to do something absurd. Like I would give her something absurd. Like you could say armadillo, armadillo, armadillo. I want you to jump up three times, touch the floor, and then spin around. Right? Mm-hmm. Snap your hands, snap your fingers twice. And she was like, "Why would I do that?" I go, it "Doesn't matter." She goes, "It's crazy." I go, "Exactly." But it's the thing that breaks the pattern. You know, mm-hmm. when she would feel this this anxiety, she go armadillo, armadillo, jump up, touch the ground, 
uh, spin around and snap twice. And then it's just absurd. And then uh, even, and I would say, well, what if I'm in the crowd? I absolutely do it when it is, when you're in a crowd, because mm -hmm. the absurdness makes somebody go, what are you doing? And you go, well, it's just a thing that I do, you know, when I feel triggered or something. <laughs> I'm about to go fuck 10 people. <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, I mean, you don't have to exactly say that, but I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and then it, it gives you, it brings you back to this kind of conscious thinking where you can mm -hmm. make a conscious decision yep. instead of, instead of making these decisions impulsively. And I think so often we we are acting impulsively um based on the fact that we're triggered from something else and we haven't even figured yeah. out what it is and then was, go ahead no go have you read getting the love you want no i've never read that that was I'll a book it. that this reminded or even what, what yeah. harry was saying i you know, i haven't even finished it i started mm. reading it it is very um textbooky so i'm i'm sort yeah. of going to different books and coming well, back it's like to a hard it. it read talk, it's yeah. a difficult read yeah yeah but it's talking about, you know, how things are from your childhood and like, you know, a lot of our relationship stuff is based in, yeah. in you know, the, our relationships with our parents. Yeah. Yeah. And then the abuse, you know, if you're if you come from an abusive kind of parent and I'm, I mean, an abuse comes in, it could come abuse could be neglect. Abuse could be overbearing. Abuse could be outright abuse. It, it comes in a lot of forms. And then what we're doing is we, we're, we're triggered by that. And because we're so accustomed to it, it feels like it feels like love because it's what we're accustomed to. And when somebody treats you in a way that is contrary to that, that feels wrong, almost like somebody's treating me good and respecting me. And I and I feel like, you know, I have no self-esteem at all. I'm a, you, I'm accustomed to my mom saying, you know, oh, you ain't shit. You ain't going to be nothing. You're, and then you get somebody who says, no, you're great. You're great. And you're like, Ugh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm garbage. And, and Amadillo, 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 you know, and then yeah. you, you go through this thing where you can you can uh, really kind of fix these things. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is, I think that a lot of times we we're not always trying to be the best version of ourselves like we we're we're kind of half-ass in our own kind of personal development and then we're like i was saying before like it's it's you know it's like a garage sale you know oh this is worth something Let, let's see let's see what we could get for this you know what do you think it is a uh, 150 uh, all right and the guy comes in he goes can I, I'll, I'll buy it for 35 you go all right, 35, I guess I was going to throw it away anyway. <laughs> you know, so there's this this kind of sliding idea of what the value is when when you, um, for instance, it's it, it's sort of like you're talking about when you, you know, like comedy is not the main priority, your son and the time. So you go, listen, uh, you know, if it's a Roger Paul gig, Right. And you, <laughs> shout out to Roger. <laughs> and you got to do six hour drive to middle with no hotel room. And uh, we're going to give you, I'm going to give you 150, but you guys got to <laughs> split it. You go, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm not doing that because you, you got to grab the next three headliners there too, even when you're not working. <laughs> Just kidding, <Right>? Roger. <laughs> not really, though. Not really. <laughs> not really. But it's, uh, <laughs> I'm just you know, kidding, but don't, don't call me. Don't call yeah. me. <laughs> ever, ever. You uh, know what I always loved about Roger? When I first that, moved to the city, he'd be actually, like... Actually, no. I don't know what you loved about Roger. <laughs> Nothing. But go ahead, tell me. he go, uh, call me late. Call me late on Thursday. I'd be like, all right. So I'd call him at like nine or something. He's like, no, 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 no. Call me later. I'd call him at 11. He's like, no, no, no. Call me late. Call me like in the morning at like 2 a.m. And I'm like... <laughs> All right. And then I finally call him at 2 a.m. He's like, all right, I'll give you the date. <laughs> he worked late. He worked late. He's weird. He's always, he's always wear that Koshak hair. That hat. Remember Koshak? Yeah. <laughs> the Harry, you don't you look baffled. You don't remember Koshak? The monster hunter? Uh no, I don't know that one. Pull, pull that up. Yeah, pull that the vampire up. hunter? What is that? He was, no. was monster. He's a hunt monster. He was like a, a he was like a journalist or something, and he would be taking pictures of monsters and shit. It was old, old uh, 80s, 90s. But, you, you know, you start to decide what your value is and what you're willing to take and, and what's important to you. But I, I think a lot of times we don't, you know, as adults. Uh, but, here, well, here's the thing about you can't even do that unless you've been doing comedy 
to the point where you're so proficient about it that you understand what the value is to what you do. Uh, so it's like you you put 25 years in comedy and somebody's trying to pay you, you know, shout out to Roger again, $50 for a six hour trip and, and you got to pick up the headliner. Um, it's you, you go, no, I'm not because you have a, a real sense of what your worth is. Whereas I think a lot of times people don't really have the sense of what their worth is in in regular life, like mm-hmm. like you your friendship, you know, your, your loyalty as a friendship, or your kindness, or your generosity, or you you know, as a, as a lot of dudes. I mean, and you're one of those dudes. Who's always a kind dude, never never a problem, never you know what I mean. Like he was always a a a, a good dude, and but um, I feel like you know if if that's how you are, it's how you are, and so you don't know how to be. You don't know how to be anybody else. Like, right. You don't know how to be Tracy Morgan. You know, it's just, you don't have that in you, you know? Um, so, so it's, 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 but because it comes easy for you, you don't value it in the way that it is valuable. Because if you, if you think about, if you go in on, if you try to count the people in that, you know, and how many of them are a honest, B loyal incredible and see empathetic to what other people are going through that 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 list is really short to have those three things and be be emotionally have the emotional acuity to kind of practice those things and know what the value is and so you know comedy is a thing that we we do so frequently that and for so long and so consistently we know what the value is and that but just being and being a kind person is almost like it's worth nothing. And so we give it away with the with the frivolous. Well, I got plenty of this. I got plenty of kindness. I got plenty of and 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 I think um we tell people what our value is, whether we realize it or not. You know, you you meet a girl, you're talking to her, how does she know what your value is? You tell her. Now you don't go, hey, I'm worth a lot. Right. And you don't want to be the guy that goes, my other car is a, is a Porsche. Yeah. You don't want to be that. But just it literally. Um, my other car is a bigger Hyundai. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hybrid. Right. Uh, <laughs> but it's, you know, you go in a situation where you, you're literally going. Um, these things that are valuable, about, they're valuable to me because they're valued to me in my own friendships. And yet somehow I I give that to people and it means nothing to me. I give it away with with with, you know, just with no standards, just just, and everybody doesn't deserve your time and everybody doesn't deserve your kindness and 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 so on. And you give it away so frequently because you're in abundance of it. So if you're not working to be the best version of yourself, I mean, we have a litmus of of what comedy is worth because we we're in it we're you know we knew when we sucked you knew when you got proficient you knew when you were better you know when you did artistically did something that was amazing and then we had people around us to measure that whereas when it comes to our own personality and the qualities and the character we don't it's just kind of there's no there's no uh metric to that yeah Um, that's funny that you should say that and then just coming back to what harry was saying with um some some anxieties like I, I OCD is like an anxiety disorder and sometimes right. I would get offered these gigs and and I would get anxious because you know we're told never say no never say no right, right. and I would feel like well this doesn't seem like I should take that I remember you know and I would I would it and and, and I could do this for somebody else if I wasn't the one in right, it right 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 but right I would call a friend I would call Ted Alexandro and be like hey man this 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 and this what do you think, do you think? And, <laughs> yeah you know and it always helped to have that and then it's funny because you know if 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 the situation was situation was reversed i could see clearly but since i'm in it i yeah. couldn't but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it always helps to have that and yeah. that's what i think that therapist did for me with my own self-worth um, yeah you know they get to know you they you show them who you are and what you right. want and stuff and they're like well yeah you can do this how long did it take for for your therapist to get it to get I you I think you know it was so weird cuz it was like I was I was de- I was depressed about something and you know I was out and I 
didn't want to go back into the city to go back to the therapist that I was seeing at the OCD center. Mm -hmm. And I just, I started doing uh better help and I just got hooked up with this therapist. And I mean, it was within a year. What was better, better help? Is better what, help like is just online. online. Yeah. Right, right. Online. And just, okay. you know, pretty, pretty, um, pretty random yeah. fitting. And, uh, and she was awesome. Um, and, uh, and she just kind of helped me see through all that. And I remember like it just the dating changed the, mm. the, the, the kind of people I was meeting changed and in the kind of questions I would ask. And I, you know, I remember asking my now partner, like, what are you looking for? And mm -hmm. she didn't shy down from answering, you know, mm -hmm. and it, it, it was, we were both at that point where we were, we were now did she mention kids right away or did she what did she what was that yeah answer? i what think i remember you know someone that i can have a conversation with and you know and and i was like yeah at some point you know family and she's like yep and you know we were just it just sort of like all those kind of bigger picture things um neither of us balked at and yeah. and kind of was family i remember her saying on the first date like family is the most important and stuff like that and just just a lot of things you know, big picture stuff, we kind of seemed on the same, where we were, we didn't seem we were on the same page and are. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that family is important, but I also think it sucks. But um, let's get into that on the Patreon. <laughs> I guess it depends on the family. So, well, it, here's, the, here's the thing, and you, I always, I brought this up a couple of times, but you know that, uh, that saying, blood is thicker than water? Mm -hmm. You know, that's not the actual saying. I don't know what if you knew it? that. Oh no! What's the, the actual saying? the actual saying is? Do you know this, Harry? No, I don't know this one. So the 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 actual saying is, the blood of the covenant is stronger than the water of the womb. That's where the saying comes from, and it's been shortened down to to blood is thicker than water, which is interesting because covenant is not necessarily it means it means the, opposite. the, the opposite. total opposite of what. Right what they've done but let's plug your shit and then let's do the rest on the patreon if you want to find out the cliffhanger what it actually means and how it is check us out on patreon.com but first plug your stuff john what you, you got anything going on i'm all at jd fish on uh instagram jd f-i-s-c-h because uh, as my grandfather said you can't have the fish without the sea i got you <laughs> my man harry talk <laughs> Uh, you could follow my stuff uh, at Harry Turjanian. That's where all my stuff is on uh, Instagram and TikTok, YouTube, everything. And if you need any relationship consultations, you could email me at advicefromharry at gmail.com. Uh, if you want me, you know, you can give me Google me, bitch. And uh, if you want a consultation, DanteNero.com. Click on consult. Don't forget to follow the Patreon at manschool, uh, patreon.com slash manschool202. Also, the YouTube, the Facebook, all the stuff. We got everything on everything. Uh, check that out. Uh, GYBB gets your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do? Um, I'll check y'all on the Patreon side. We are out.